We're in the Hook Health Checkup now with Dr. Kira Kelly. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. New show, alive and kicking here on News Talk on Sunday morning at 9am, starring who? Uh, that, that would be me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they finally gave me a show, yay! Will I be a guest on it? Oh, I should certainly hope so, because you are a medical miracle, of course, George. Right, speaking of medical miracles, feet, right? Yeah, we do They're, get a lot of questions about feet, don't we? Why, though? Why? Every week. The first fa- Paul wakes up, he's on holiday, wakes up, unexplainable, badly swollen foot, didn't fall, extremely red and painful. Another fella puts a slipper on and suddenly he's screaming. He thinks there's a pebble in his slippers uh, and then there's still a sharp pain in his foot. There wasn't a pebble, it just as a sharp pain in his foot all the time. And then another fella has an athlete's foot for seven years. Okay, there's a lot there's a lot in those questions and and they're all different things. Paul who said he, his foot was hot and painful and then he thought maybe it was an insect bite but he didn't know. He said he took anti-inflammatories and it went away. I'm going to let you take this question. He said then it came back and it was localized to his big toe and the ball of his foot. It was a hot red localized swelling. What do you think he might have, Dr. Hook? <laughs> We do, do we talk about gout every week? <laughs> I mean, this is classic it's gout. It's classic gout. And I it think we are like we are like gout, the foot yeah. detectives, you and I. Yeah, he has No, cl- no, but that's classic. Yeah, gout. it is. And and he obviously didn't know what gout was and maybe whatever yeah. history he was looking for was tying in, but it's it's come back and it's localized to his big toe. And um, he does need to treat it with high dose anti inflammatories, but he also needs Ali Purinol because he has to he has to reduce uric acid levels exactly Um, and that's what he needs to do what about the fellow with the slippers change slippers the fellow with the slippers I think pulled something I think he actually strained something whatever way he put it in and he may have actually torn the plantar uh, fascia of of the underside of his foot and that's probably why that's very painful an athlete's foot is an awful pain because the, so the guy with, 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 with the torn underside probably also needs anti-inflammatories and rest um, and then the athlete's foot athlete's foot is a uh, tinea pedis it is a fungal infection people get it in and around seven years so I, I know nobody who had it for seven years well you have been colonised with fung- fungi <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this sounds revolting with fungi George because you have a rash at your groin and you have athlete's foot and all these things and the reality of it is, is it's very hard to get rid of fungal infections without real and genuine persistence so what you have to do is you have to take the medication like three times a day for like well, a period uh, of three well, months I have a tweet which says I'm not allowed to speak about my HG scrotum but since you've raised it <laughs> I've uh, never touched it since I've raised it um, I've tried everything and can't shift it so athlete's foot is a similar type of thing yes I would suggest that what happens with those chronic rashes is, is they get a thing called lichinified where the skin actually becomes chronically thickened from the inflammation being there on an ongoing basis you have to use topical antifungals you have to use topical steroids and I would also suggest using antifungal powders to keep the area dry with or without cotton wool as well but it's not for now he's 44 he's 17 stone 6 foot 4 and he knows the arch of his foot is getting sore to walk on when he gets up in the morning well he probably has pressure on his arch because he, he's a, a big lad. But he says when he moves, he doesn't get any pain. It's only when he sits down. Well, that a lot of people would describe pains in their feet depending on what they're doing. So some people get it walking, some people get it standing, some people get it sitting. It just depends on the positional, the well, position of the bones and the muscles. Can I try and answer this oh, in please a more do. understandable way? Please do. When you think how much pressure a foot 
takes. Yes, you're right. 24-7 pretty well. And this is a big it, bloke. It is not unsurprising that we get pain in our feet. No. Your feet, your knees, your hips and your lower back are where you, you weight bear. They're the yeah. parts of the skeleton that take the, the brunt of your weight. And particularly if you're overweight, they get a bit of a hammering. So yeah, that's what that's all about. What about a 14-year-old girl though? Stretch marks on her bottom near her hips. Um, generally speaking, stretch marks in that age group are to do with growth. Um, and one of two she's things she's five foot seven well five foot seven is quite tall for a for girl 14? yeah Absolutely. so she probably had she probably took quite the stretch she may have grown two or three inches maybe even more than that in the last sort of 12 months or so um, in which case she's going to have some stretch marks because the skin can't accommodate that we normally associate stretch marks with things like pregnancy when people's tummies yeah. stretch out but we can see it in growth in teenagers and adolescents as well when they rise and there's nothing that can be done alas I know we always want to hear that there are great magic alas. treatments uh, no there's nothing that can be done They'll, they'll, they'll fade to white and try not to worry about them too much. But fibromyalgia is a terrible thing, isn't it? Well, what about um, the female who is diagnosed? Then she's given amitriptyline or something like amitriptyline, that. Amitriptyline, yeah. Yeah, 10 megs. Then it went up to 20 megs. But she's tired and crying all the time. Has she stopped tablets? Okay, it's very difficult to know whether or not her symptoms of being tired and crying all the time are related to the tablets or are related to the fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a kind of a chronic pain and chronic fatigue syndrome um, that's associated with feeling down and low and all those sorts of well, things. Well, uh, sorry, if that's the case, I didn't know what it was, but if it's a, 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 an illness that is about being tired and down and low... Being tired and crying would seem to be natural, yes. but sad, alas. Oh yeah, no, you thing. said it is a terrible thing. But but the thing about it is this, is, is the medication that that lady is on is a tricyclic antidepressant and it is used not really to treat depression at all anymore. It's mainly used for things like this, for chronic pain syndromes, and you take it at night. It does have a clatter of side effects that can affect your mood too. I would suggest that she goes back. There are more modern drugs that you could be on oh, if, if, if that drug... Yeah, if amitriptyline isn't working out, either it's not controlling your tiredness and you're, and you're, you're upset properly or it's causing it. Either way, I think maybe we should look at something else. There, there are other drugs that are used for this type of condition that uh, we could substitute and see if well, she gets a bit of an dare advantage. Dare I say as a layman... Go on. ...that... You doctors who have, as we know... I always get a bit worried when you start with the you yeah, doctors Yeah, well, you thing. refuse to accept any kind of criticism or somebody might know something. Isn't there always where you take medication? Isn't there always another medication that's worth trying, invariably? Antibiotics are a classic example of that. There is, I wouldn't say always, but I would say often. I would say there is often an alternative treatment. Now, do bear in mind, doctors try and go for usually the one they think is going to be most suitable in terms of its effect or also its side effect profile or what have you. But certainly there's always other things. And I think it's worthwhile anybody out there who's on a medication and feeling either that their symptoms aren't well controlled or that they have, you know, untenable side effects from the medication they're on should go back and talk to their doctors. I know you like to go the you doctors thing, but actually we're far more um, approachable and, and lovely than you give us credit doctors for. Doctors differ patients. Die is well known statement. Anyway, question for Dr. Kelly. Poor old Dave is getting an aortic valve replacement in five months' time. Is that a big deal? Um, yeah, it is a big deal. You're having one of your heart valves replaced. Um, 
There are two ways of doing that, George. You can either have that done percutaneously where they go in through your groin, like an angiogram kind of a, a thing. So they make an incision at your groin and they pass the, the new valve up through the, the vascular system to the heart that way. That's less invasive. Or they can do it the old school open heart surgery where they have to crack your chest. Put your man down a cock. I forget his name now. And that's terrible. I haven't interviewed him at the Matter Private Clinic. My producer was bound to remember his name. He was on the programme and everything. Um, and uh, he, he, he does all this heart stuff without ever opening well, anything. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm He's saying. He's like a magician. Yeah, you can go in through the groin and, and so because of that, what, what, there's two ways of doing it. There's, there's Ronan Margie. Ronan Margie. <laughs> yes. Does it like a magician. Like a, like, or, or like a good surgeon, we might say <laughs> as doctors, um, rather than a magician. And right. um, Yeah, but there's two ways of doing it. We don't know how this guy is having it done. If he's having it done percutaneously, that's a much less invasive procedure. If he's having it done in an open way, that's a much, okay. much bigger deal. But either way, clearly this guy has, has a, a valve issue and a valve issue puts a strain on the heart and that's why they're replaced All because right. it makes the work of the heart too too much. Interesting. Same symptom and I hope same answer. I've been diagnosed as hypothyroid is it? And waiting for an endocrinologist. Well, endocrinologist wait, yeah. Yeah you'd be waiting I'd say but anyway the doc has put this person on eltroxin. Yes. Now Breathlessness suddenly happens. And as the listener sensibly says, I had no breathlessness before I took the pill. Now I'm taking the pill and I have breathlessness. Ergo, they're connected. Okay, here's the thing. This this is an interesting one to, to me for a variety. Do you agree they're connected? Possibly. But let, 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 me, let me make my little point. This is a person with an underactive thyroid. They've been given L-troxin to treat the thyroid, bring it back up to normal levels of 25 milligrams per day. That's a super duper low dose of L-troxin. It may be that this is something to do with the L-troxin dose, but equally what it may be is this person is still quite uh, poorly controlled in terms of their thyroid function. I think this person needs to have another thyroid function blood test to see where they're at on the L-troxin 25 and they may in fact need an adjustment. Most patients with your bog standard routine hypothyroidism which is your underactive thyroid don't need to see an endocrinologist. Most of them are managed in general practice. I'm not quite sure why this person is being sent to an endocrinologist. Overactive thyroids tend to go to endocrinology. Underactive tend to stay in primary care. Um, So what I would say is another blood test and see if you're on the right dose because you may be on a dose that's actually too low and that might be why you're having the symptoms. But I wouldn't think that necessarily it's just a case you have to sit on your 25 milligrams now and wait 18 months or whatever to see an endocrinologist. I think this should be sorted out now. You need a blood test in your GPs and maybe a dose adjustment. Okay, by the way, if you have questions for Dr. Kelly, send them in by text, which you are doing in your legions to 53106. Now, we'll have to deal with them next week because we're doing last week's texts, if you know what I mean. Now, there are a couple which said, should I be worried? I'm afraid to give you those questions <laughs> because you'd frighten the life out of them. But what I about think I fi- have a very reassuring bedside manner. What about a 51-year-old woman has burnt mouth syndrome, for which I've never heard of it? Burnt mouth syndrome is, it's a form of, of uh, neurological condition, really, where you have a sensation of burning in your mouth. Um it, it's sometimes used to be called like a neuralgia, George. Have you heard of people having neuralgias? I had it once. Did you have neuralgias? And they can be very painful it, and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, she doesn't go on and say what's been done for her. Or she says died. she does. She went to a local doc who said nothing can help. I wouldn't agree. <laughs> I would suggest that actually a little bit like our fibromyalgia patient, there are drugs that can be used to help with this and potentially she should probably be on one. 
but but if her doctor isn't familiar with them, and no disrespect to her doctor, I I I you know sometimes on the program we get you know misunderstandings or whatever. So right. we're not trying to be critical of anybody. Oh, but no. there, there should be some medication. I wouldn't be critical of anybody. No, it's God, not no, George, it's, it's, it's not in it's your not nature. Is exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. If you have sinus problems, can you go deaf or have? A hearing problem. Yes, because what happens is, is your sinuses, which are the bony crevices in your face, they kind of sit inside your cheekbones and above your eyebrows. Um, they create back pressure into your nasopharynx, which is the space behind your, your nose and your nostrils. And your eustachian tube, which comes off your inner ear, feeds into that same space. So you get back pressure pressing on, on the ear canals and it causes uh, a kind of a feeling of blockedness and well, dullness in your head that makes you feel it's hard to hear. That's why they're all connected. That's why you went to the eye, nose and throat. They were always the ENT. Yeah. Well, a uh, good thing for, for if you have sinusitis and um, you have a sensation of blocked ears or whatever, you get a a, a nasal spray up your nose, which actually helps clear your ears. Which is a topical stuff. It actually is, George. We need more sponsorship on this, don't we? This 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 program is open to all sorts of sponsorship Uh, with this this kind of advice. Yeah. Breast and endometrial cancers, poor old Irene had three operations, chemo, radiotherapy, all in three years. She's very tired with aches in her joints after 15 months. Is that not what happens when it you does. get chemo and radiotherapy, sadly? It absolutely is. And, and post-cancer patients, even post-cancer patients who are going to do really well and go on and be cured and all that and have full remission and all that kind of stuff, there is definitely a period, and I see it all the time with my own patients in the surgery, of just feeling worn out and chronically fatigued in a way that you would never have felt prior to your illness. And it is a long period of rehabilitation that people have in terms of cancer recovery. Uh, and just be very kind to yourself. That's what I would All always right. say. Uh, be uh, nice. Uh, can I give the next listener a bollocking? Go on. I, I'm sure you're, yeah, yeah. you haven't given anyone else an apart Although from Although the question is addressed to you, Dr. Kira. I think I have a detached retina. I got a splash of very dirty water. Lost sight slowly. Now can only see bright lights since January 16. Now he is saying, I think I have a detached retina. Why isn't he beating a pathway to an eye surgeon? Okay, uh, in a way, I, I, apart from that, that, I feel very sorry for this person because they, they, they're losing vision in their eye. Um, this is a mad query because he said this happened in January and we are now September. That's eight months ago. So that's Well, he should beat a pathway Yes. First of all, can, can I say you, you don't get detached retinas from splashing dirty water in your eye because your retina is the back of your eye and yeah. water goes into the front of your eye and they're not really connected. But you do lose vision for other reasons. And he's had a progression, progressive visual loss over a relatively short period of time. He absolutely needs to go and see a doctor. And in fact, if he's somewhere around Dublin, I would actually rock up to the eye and ear casualty today because this, sorry about that, lads. I know they never want me sending people like that. But we don't know what's going on here. And if there's any chance of saving any of his vision, he needs to be seen he's very, very now. The eye and ear now, if he's in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, looks up the golden pages, finds well, a GP, ophthalmic he, he, surgeon. He'll need a referral. Yeah, will he? Yeah, okay. he will. Or will you get a referral from me? I'll well, I'm not Dr. Hook's referrals. <laughs> Dr. Hook's free but and now, easy. What, what is there a name for this? Susan says she gets chest infections more frequently and now she's getting them every few days. Um, recurrent chest infections. There's a... Hillary Clinton got them. I know. Are you up for Trump, really? Yeah. 
Oh, you, you, you anyway, too for Hillary. You make me sick. Anyway, um, recurring look, chest infection. There's a load of reasons why you might. Smokers, for example, get them. People with asthma get them. Um, but certainly if you have them as a first protocol, you need to go and get a chest x-ray. We here, brilliant and all as we are on High Noon's Health Check, we don't actually know why you're having them and we won't know from that one liner either. But you certainly need with recurrent chest infections a, a, a chest x-ray. Someone needs to have a look in this chest and work out what's going on. It's not normal. It, uh, slightly off topic. I, I I was very attracted to this girl in a hotel one time in at reception and my Slight, chat, slightly off topic yeah um but no but my chat up line because I'm going back to the early sixties oh oh would you like to go for a chest X ray with me because the TB mobile unit is in town. <laughs> And she came with me to the mobile TB unit. That and, and romance is not dead. Romance is it's not really dead. It's really not. Now, what about a lady who's a little overweight but has controlled blood pressure? Now, the chest is tight in damp weather. Coughing does nothing. Very unpleasant. Okay. Should I see a doctor? Yes. Okay. You you have you could take that one hook. <laughs> yes, you should. Um, it's probably not your heart or anything. People often worry about chest tightness, but if because it's damp weather and cardiac problems don't do that. But yeah, if you're having you know a bit of damp weather causing you to have a chest tightness, yes, you may be developing asthma or some such thing. Go and see your doctor. All right, I ha- I, I have news for you. By the way, on the. Uh, uh, athlete's foot. Oh yes. Sometimes Breaking. it's misdiagnosed, and uh, this little boy, uh, youth, had it, and he got on antibiotics, which cleared it up. Interestingly, then it wouldn't have been athlete's foot because uh, funguses don't respond to antibiotics. All right, Richard Cork says on the issue of my itchy scrotum, if I dipped it, oh Jesus, daily in diesel twice a day, uh, and covered it in tar. Tar. tar and then word. some feathers I would suggest <laughs> as well George is what you deserve in fairness any cures for Crohn's disease on the horizon um, they are working on loads of cures for all the kind of autoimmune and genetic conditions and I think gene therapy will come in eventually but I have no idea when alright uh, Kira Kelly will be back on Sunday what's on the show on Sunday very exciting things we 9 o'clock Sunday 9 o'clock uh, Alive and Kicking is kicking off this week on News Talks uh, 